Hey guys, and welcome to The Daily Hustle. And today is a very, very special episode because we had someone message in about wanting to ask around what it's like to be a CMO at Circulate and what we get up to in our personal lives as well and how we deal with running the business. So anyway, obviously, I wanted to get Indri on because she is one of the stars behind managing the brand and the daily hustle. So she's going to be interviewing me today and she's going to start off with a list of questions just to go through how we actually do that as an agency. So welcome, Indri. I'll let you introduce yourself and do a quick intro. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm Indre. I'm the brand content specialist here at Circulate and now the Daily Hustle. Um, I work closely with Matt to make sure we're pushing out the best content, the most creative content. Um, Yeah, so let's get into it. So Matt, what made you get into marketing in the first place and how long have you been in the marketing space? Well, interesting one, Indri. So I've actually been in marketing now for like over 12 years, which to some people isn't actually that long. Um, I've got friends that have been in the marketing for 25 years, in the game of marketing for 25 years. So it's my interest came from going to university, studying digital media, and basically understanding what makes audience tick. Um, So that was really where I found my first passion. and, And I started my first digital agency with Danny when we were at university and also whilst doing a placement year. And that was what really kicked me off into um, creating that first digital marketing agency, which actually I'd like to put out there and say didn't actually go that great. <laughs> so we, we had a few problems with it. It actually worked okay as a, as a part-time thing, um, but in the grand scheme of things, it was a bit of a mess up and uh, ended up costing us a bit of money in the end. Um, so anyway, I'm a big fan on learning and and actually learning from failures and uh that was kind of where we started and that was my entrance to marketing (laughs) so what sort of pushed you to create an agency in the first place and what pushed you further after the first one failed yeah I think after that first one failed um and when I say failed I mean we made one fundamental error and that was around our finances and being students uh, we basically loved to go out and party and we just didn't keep savings aside. So when we had to pay bills, it was a bit like, oh, oopsie. Uh, yeah, we kind of messed that one up and uh, had to go back to dad and uh, basically ask him if we can borrow some money. <laughs> but in, in the grand scheme of things, like once that kind of went in the wrong direction, we decided we actually needed to get some fundamental experience within the industry. And that's where I actually joined a couple of big, large, larger I guess, marketing agencies in Brighton, which is where we where we studied as well. Um, and from there, I, I started out in paid social. And, and paid social for me was always fascinating. And it's actually where I, I built probably my strongest skill set was around paid social. And um, from, from paid social, I then went and joined another agency and brought that skill set with me, but learned a little bit more around SEO and content. And, and this really helped me to kind of get a mixture of how the two can work together. Um, because paid social creates awareness, which leads to organic traffic and and actually like content on the site. So it's it's really about ma- matching up the two. And then it was actually before I left that agency um, was when I started learning more about Google Ads, and I actually became quite a specialist in Google Ads, and that became one of the biggest things we offered at Circulate when we first started. 
Um, so getting that full spectrum of service offering really helped me to to sculpture the agency that we wanted to be kind of creating, which is now Circulate, like seven and a half years on. Uh, we are now very specialist in what we do. And we focus around like digital ads, been really, really strong point with strong content and uh, really technical delivery. Yeah, Circulate's definitely been moving in the right direction. It Uh, has. What's the best thing about being the chief marketing officer then? I think for me, it's the diversity in, in the type of day that you get. So like, you know, every day is very different. Um, you know, I, I come in and we've got different sets of challenges. We've got things that are going right and amazing and then things that we need to improve on. So I think like working alongside the sales as well, as well as the marketing and trying to link those two up, it's really sales and marketing, which is like the challenge and, and actually overcoming that challenge has been really exciting. And it's one of the things that we have developed pretty well recently. I mean, we're ranking now very well for things around our digital ad services. And um, it's it's helped us to really carve where we want to position the agency. And I think that for me is one of the most exciting things about being a CMO, is actually connecting the sales and marketing kind of division together to create something very special. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's been <laughs> a lot of uh, exciting changes that circulate lately, actually. Um, yeah. Walk us through some of the latest updates and how they're going to benefit our current and future clients. Yeah, so some of the the latest updates for us is putting more focus into digital ads. Um, So we are now focusing primarily around, you know, how we can create amazing content, which is actually situated around the search side as well. Um, But then focusing on bringing that creative content into the advertising itself so in the facebook ads in the google ads making sure we've got a really creative positioning um with then this very technical delivery of that messaging as well so it's we've got a team that kind of connects both of those together and i feel like this is like one of the biggest and i guess one of the strongest repositions we've done uh, since running the agency and there's a lot of agencies out there which will focus on delivering so many different services but they won't be masters at just one and i think this is where we're really trying to reposition where we are great um and one of the reasons why i think it's going to be very successful moving through to 2022 into the next year as well as we're we're kind of scaling the business awesome so where did the name circulate digital actually come from and how has the branding sort of evolved through the years yeah, like the Circulate branding itself, um, we did a revision of it last year. Um, but if we go back to where it actually started, and Circulate is kind of a circulation, so it's a, it's a constant movement of change. And one of the things we thought about is how we position our services so that they're all connected, so that everything is connected, it's constantly moving, and it's constantly fueling the campaign success so circulate came from that circulate digital is kind of putting circulate plus what we do which is very digital um together the branding over the years has actually stayed pretty consistent i actually have it tattooed on me and uh, for anyone that can see in the video version of this um if we post that you'll see here i have the tattoo on me but the actual logo and the typeface of things like that's stayed pretty consistent 
but we have made it a bit more premium. So when you visit our site, you'll see it's it's quite a premium looking site um, because we offer a very premium service, you know. So we, we're trying to, one of the things Danny and I always spoke about is if you're dealing with Circulate, it needs to be like the Hilton of of the industry. You know, you've got to be having really good customer service, really good uh, kind of brand vision and mission. And that's really where it all kind of fundamentally came from. It comes from a point of caring, it comes from a point of understanding what we want to do for our customers and, and going all at it. Yeah, I love that. So with so many agencies out there, how do you make sure that Circulate stands out? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually. And I think our, our standout point is really around our creative content marketing and the digital ad technical service. So I think with that, we have a very unique way in which our business operates. And it is that circulation point um, of, you know, making sure that we have the highest kind of most compelling content alongside technical delivery. A lot of agencies will just run ads, but they will not think maybe about how compelling that content needs to be. Uh, and that's when I guess you're standing still as an agency. And you, I think for us, it was about connecting the two and, and really creating something quite unique. And we have a very amazing content marketing team that, you know, come up with amazing ideas and how we can be different for our clients. And I think this helps us to like, you know, we've won awards last year, which are around the best digital campaign of 2021. And I think that was because, you know, we've created this amazing messaging for our clients, which has helped to generate results. But I think also, if you look at Circulate from a standout point of view, I think it all starts at the core. And and when I mean the core, I mean the people. Um, so uh, I like yourself, Indri, and uh, the rest of the team, we, we are very much focused around the wellness of our team because my personal philosophy is that happy people create better results. So if I focused as much possible energy that I have on making people happy at Circulate, I also believe that, you know, we're going to get better results for our client. And I think this is like with all of the different technical and creative elements we've got, this is actually the most important because it means that, you know, you've got people turning up every day that want to kick ass basically. And, and for me, that's been like one of the biggest learnings. And it's actually in the last couple of years, we've really put a lot of momentum into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what are some of the things that you do to sort of make sure you yourself and your employees aren't getting burnt out and have a healthy work-life balance? Yeah, I think like we've got a pretty good holiday policy, um, which is above kind of average. But also I think we put a lot of work into like the mental health side of things. So like we've just, for example, given the whole team um, private healthcare cover, which includes therapy, includes lots of different things, which the team have instant access to. So it's really about making sure that we're listening to the team, uh, but also we have various tools that allow us to understand how the team feel, um, how you're feeling. Um, and it's about making sure that we're listening and taking action when you know you're feeling like you're a bit burnt out if you're stressed or if you've got things going on at home and it's about really understanding how we can help and I think that comes from um, one of my personal values of, of being caring um, and making sure that you know we're here for the team and and we're here to make sure that they're they're happy essentially. 
awesome love that for us <laughs> yeah i mean you know you know like we're how we operate injury and we're very open around like you know discussing things that are going on like and and making sure that we get feedback and take action on it like we're just moving office like we're talking about like today injury and i sat there and we're it's it's earth day and we're talking about like what do we do as a business which is going to help us to you know reduce the the carbon emissions and all this stuff so we actually moved there's two things here so we've moved into a different office uh in sheffield uh which is more around co-working because it's actually a lot more environmentally friendly um but also it's it's much better for our staff's mental health because they get more connect connection with people and we're doing the same thing in manchester and I think like it's these kind of things that like really help us to, you know, make sure that we're doing the right thing as a business, both ethically, but also looking after our staff. And I think this is really important. If you're like a, a, a CMO, CEO, like you're running a business, you need to make sure that you're actually thinking about these very important details, because if you are missing out on those details, then, you know, you, you're going to constantly be churning through staff and that's not what you want if you want to grow your business so yeah definitely um talking the business uh how long did it take you to land your first big client and how did you get them on board yeah so the the first client was um an old client of mine actually um at an agency I worked at and um when I left the agency said um well basically the the client still wants to work with you um so basically did you want to do a joint deal so we went into this joint deal with the client so this was my first one and I think at the time it was about 500 pounds a month it was it was really not a lot of money um but you know Danny and I had a couple of grand each in the bank we had 500 pounds and between us we had about 2,000 pounds worth of you know monthly outgoings just to survive so it was actually quite like intense we had to make it work so i think in the first couple of months we started really like going very aggressively on like trying to find new clients and we did a lot of contracting um and that helped us to kind of get through our first few months uh, whilst also having some clients and then i think it was just networking and finding the right people i think one of the things that like you can really really rely on is like building your network like if you have a good network and you've got people that can recommend you because you do deliver good results. I think that helps massively if you're starting out on this journey. Uh, and that's really what Danny and I did. And we did that for two years in Brighton uh, before I moved out to Spain. And Danny moved to Sheffield, which is when the Sheffield HQ kind of started. Um, so, yeah, it's, we, and then by that point, you know, we, we started actually developing our team. So the, for the first few years, it was just Danny and I and some freelancers. And uh, it was when we took that leap to basically hire someone. That was when things really started kicking in. Awesome. Mm. So when it comes to digital advertising, it's constantly evolving. How do you make sure as a CMO you stay ahead of the game? I, I'm always reading, like... I'm online, I'm reading, I'm checking out what people are saying, I'm reading articles. I think like if you want to progress, you've got to stay in understanding what's going on around you. So like with the iOS updates last year, like straight away, I'm kind of thinking, right team, what do we need to do to actually combat this? And the team go away and they find out 
solutions and it's actually kind of from that leadership position stepping out and saying right what can we do to combat this and actually Tyrone one of our guys who manages um, the paid social campaigns like he went away and created some amazing tactics around you know first party data collection and and started implementing that straight away and um, that really helped us to kind of leverage success whilst you know tracking was becoming more of a problematic issue and now it's completely different like with paid social things have evolved so much it's a lot more broad you've got to go out there and you know target slightly differently so it's it's really about staying on top of what's happening in the industry reading um going to events talking to people and actually events was a hard thing throughout during uh covid because there were none so I mean, how do you continuously learn? Well, you just have to communicate with people and network online. It's it's the only way for me to really keep ahead of the game is to keep learning through online resources, really. Love it. So would you say paid social is one of your favorite digital marketing avenues? Or I, do you have other ones? I love paid social because for me, it's a really great way to you know create change like you're you're you've got two different methods right so if you look at like google ads you've got some very high intent types of searches so you can go in and you can be like right i want to search for someone that's really intent has a high intent to buy my product all they've got to do is come on and learn a bit about the brand and actually you can target people that are in that mode in the market for shopping Paid social is a bit differently because you're kind of, you have to create something compelling and actually something which sits in front of someone and they actually go, oh, that's a bit different. So you're actually constantly challenged at trying to make things better. And that's what I quite like about paid social is you do have to think differently and you do have to think creatively to make a success of campaigns. Um, Like if you look at like a small business, going into paid social, it's incredibly difficult. Like if you look, if you kind of flip that against someone like Nike or Adidas, like they are a much bigger outfit. They're going to absolutely destroy paid social because they, they can, because they have the brand clout. Like if you're a smaller entity or a medium sized entity, you've got to think so differently. You've got to get yourself positioned. And, and that actually is where the product positioning comes in and making sure that, you know, you are really well ingrained and know what, your usps are and and how you can basically solve problems and i'm a problem solver i like to solve problems so it's for me paid social has always been that way of solving problems does that make sense yeah definitely so fast as well it requires a lot of creativity oh yeah 100 percent. yeah so what inspires you in life and at work and how do you sort of strive to inspire your team at Circulate? It's a hard one you know I'm very open to the fact that you know I'm super positive but I'm also sometimes have really down days like days where I don't feel like getting out of bed days where I'm not happy and um, it's hard sometimes to to keep motivated during that time um but i think really what inspires me is is having a bit more purpose and this has really come about in the last few years for me um in terms of understanding who i am as a person so i think like my mental health is such a big and important thing for me and i think 
having that kind of view and actually talking to our team about it as well, like really inspires me to drive change. So, you know, it's, it is a marathon. It's not a short sprint. Like these things take time, but I think like over time, I believe that at our agency, we will create the best working environment. Like this is like my number one goal over anything financially related. It's to create something which is amazing, like a place that you can work at where you can feel comfortable, where you can feel free to kind of crack on and and really learn and progress in your career. Like we're not perfect, I'd say, but we are working towards that goal. And I think for me, that's like one of the most important things that keeps me inspired um, to, to keep working through what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. When you do have your down days, what are the sort of little daily rituals that help you and push you forward? Yeah, I, I, um, it's a good question. I, I practice gratitude quite a lot. I actually have on my phone, like a reminder every morning at nine o'clock, um, that basically to practice gratitude. And also I have something on there that says you have one life, go live it. Um, and for me, that's like, it helps me to kind of kick myself into shape, but then, you know, like some days, you, what whatever you kind of think you're going to have a negative day like I've had days weeks where I feel negative because it's sometimes not just work it's things outside of work that can influence your you know your where you're at so it's it's hard to kind of say an exact thing but for me it's more about making sure that I'm happy with what I've got and I'm I'm, I'm grateful I think like grateful when you're grateful for something, it does spark dopamine and like you can get like this shot of dopamine just from thinking about happy things. So I think if you are in a low place, always try to think about something which makes you happy. Like whether that's the cat or whether that's like a special friend or one of the things you can do is like ring up someone that you really care about and and chat to them because quite often like they will make you feel better. So like when I'm feeling a bit low, maybe I'll speak to my dad or maybe I'll ring Alan or Danny and like talk to them about how I feel. And I think like being vulnerable in that situation is really important um, because it helps you to, you know, fix problems that you've got. And um, instead of bottling them away, I think Does that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So for me, having a boss that sees people like Stephen Bartlett and Jay Shetty as good examples it's really inspiring so yeah. and I know you've been reading um a lot of different books lately words yeah. of love inspiring figures so could you talk about your favorite books from this year and your learning so far in 2020 both in your personal life and at work yeah so I think my one of my favorite books so far this year and I've got three sat there on the on the shelf right now that I'm reading. Uh, one is like Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Um, we've got Ant Middleton, um, a book that I bought in the airport the other day. But Gareth Healy, he's our mentor and he has a phenomenal book. And actually, some of the things that he says in this book have really helped us to shape our direction for 2022. You know, we've been we've been working with Gareth now for over a year. So he's an amazing guy and I love having him on board as as a board member at Circulate. And um, he launched this book and it's it's really amazing how it kind of takes you through realizing that actually sometimes you do fit into what he says, a standstill agency. 
um, because you haven't got that unique offering or what have you around certain aspects of what you do. So it, it helps you to think differently. And his book is called Stand Out or Die. And this for me was like amazing to read because I just learned so much around, you know, building clarity, understanding clarity. So where are you at right now? Where do you want to be? And what is stopping you from getting there? What are the blockers in place? And when you understand the blockers, you can actually be more clear on how you can get to, you know, from A to B. So this is the kind of things that I'm actually practicing in my daily life now, which helps me as a CMO, because, you know, like we've got a lot of stuff going on at Circulate. And how do you steer through all of these different things going on and remain clear? It's it's really hard and it's it's you're never going to be perfect on it but you can you can work towards that and i think that's where i'm really trying to focus at the moment is and that's one of the learnings is really about finding clarity in what we're doing and and our positioning as an agency and i think other books i mean i i read stephen bartlett's book last year which is more around you know like happiness and i thought this was amazing as well and it's it kind of spiked for me at a point in my life where you know, I I opened up the Manchester office and obviously we hired all you guys and we brought you in and it was amazing. And, and being in Manchester for those 10 months that I was there. Um, but then I wasn't actually fully happy there because I had all of my life here in Barcelona. Um, so that I did feel down at, at that point as well, because, you know, I had a girlfriend here and things were a lot more difficult. Um, and I missed my friends here and I didn't really have any family in Manchester uh, or friends because like it it was hard during a pandemic to go and actually socialize and meet more people so it was it was a really really low period of my life and um yeah I think I think that was reading that book as well when I removed back to Spain like that was the first book I I read and that helped me so much to just find myself again like find my happiness and understand what I actually want out of life like I, it's not about having multi-million pounds like just sitting in the bank it's about how happy are you right now like not not tomorrow in a week's time it's right now what are you feeling right now what are you doing today that's going to make you better than yesterday and I think that's for me is like where I'm sitting and what always goes around my head is how can you be better today yeah that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> you're probably you're, I'm, i've probably not spoken to you about this kind of stuff before but like you know we're doing this this uh podcast because being a cmo isn't just about you know doing the marketing it's about how do you look after yourself how do you think clearly and i think in any leadership position you have to really dig deep into this stuff because it's if you don't think about these things then what ends up happening is you go into a cycle of depression like you can end up very easily off track and it's, there's a very stressful kind of level of, um, you know, work and things that go on, uh, at the agency. It, it can at times be incredibly stressful, but dealing with that actually and, and understanding how we deal with that is, is really important. Yeah. I think it reflects as well on the team and how the agency is run. Yeah. I, I I really think like I've got to say I love every single member of our team like and I love coming to see you all in Manchester when I come over now and it's that I was over a few weeks ago wasn't I and it was honestly it was such a nice time coming back and I don't usually enjoy coming back to Manchester as much 
um, because I, I love being here, you know, and it's, it's, but that time I came back last time was like, it felt really special. And we all sat in the, in the pub, had a few beers and everyone just seems to love working at Circular. And I, and that for me is like, makes my day happy. Like I can go to bed at night and think, oh God, I feel a bit more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think for a lot of us, it is because you are inspired by people like Stephen Bartlett, Jay Shetty and sort of their values and all of our values sort of align. Yeah. Just a really great place to be, great place to work. Yeah. And, and you know what? Values is a big thing because like, again, like in a CMO position, if you're leading the marketing for a business, you need to think about what are your business values and your business values start from leadership. So your business values will be what the leader's values are pretty much. And that will then translate into who they've got in their team and the values that those members have. So having a shared value is really important. And I think the people we've got are very common in their values, like in terms of what what they're like as people like kind caring people that want to be better like and want to achieve more and like if you look at my values honesty caring um driven like these these like core values which i believe the team also instill so it's um it's it's amazing to like you know craft this out and see where you can take things i think yeah definitely (laughs) do you think being in marketing and being in this sort of creative space helps you be the type of person you want to be or do you think you'd be your values would sort of be different in a different industry I don't think marketing has defined my values I think my life has defined my values um you know I I started my life with happy family um that then when I was nine years old went through some traumatic experiences with my family almost lost my dad. Uh, my mum left, didn't see her for various years. Um, that led on to then, you know, in the last few years, she then passed away. And like, it was, this is the perspective that I've kind of built up over time. And I think like, it's not about like work. I think it is more personal, like where you get your values from. And, you know, I could be working in a completely different industry, but having lived the life I've had so far, like with my life experience, I'd probably have similar values. Um, but then who knows, you know, if I was, if I was working in a, if I wasn't so driven as I am, then I guess that would be a different, different value. But that, that drivenness from myself comes from, you know, my dad raising me and saying, look, you've, you've got to get to here. You've got to do this. And he really pushed me and Danny. Like he really, really pushed us to like, you know, go to university to, to succeed in what we do. And to try and be the best. And you know what? We were not credible candidates at, at school. Like, we were terrible. Like, if you go back and look at our schooling, like, I scraped through GCSEs. Danny failed. Uh, like, literally, Danny then went to university. He failed. Um, and I know we said this on the pod, last podcast, but just to kind of re-bring it up, because I love doing it, <laughs> just for a joke. Um, and then, you know, we both realigned at the same place. And we both went on the same journey doing digital marketing. And this is like a really interesting way of seeing our journey because then we were in the same course doing the same thing. And then we started one agency together. We failed at it. We went into, Danny went off and did marketing and design. 
uh, and like websites and this kind of stuff. I went down like, you know, paid social SEO, paid search route. And somehow we came back together. And I think it was our fate to be running a business together because we just had so much personal experience growing up, like stuff I couldn't really bring onto this show, but like so much personal experience growing up that like, you know, it really shaped who we are as people. Um, and I think Danny's changed a lot as well. Like he's, he used to be a lot more hard like, and he's a lot more open now. And um, I think that's a testament to the type of people we work with, to be honest with you, because, you know, we've built that culture and um, culture is very important in a business. So yeah, it's Danny, both Danny and I were both very different two years ago to how we are now. Um, and I think it's that evolution. We're probably going to be very different in two years time. And um, it's just how we continue to, to progress, I guess. Yeah, definitely. What's that saying? Fail, fail again, fail better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm honestly, I'm massive on failing. Sometimes I want us to fail so that we can like learn. Because I feel like if you get static, if you stand still, like you're not learning. So it's it's about like failing to get better, but not failing to keep failing. It's it's to actually improve yourself. I think that's the only way. Like if you, for example, have a run in with a client, you learn something from that. Like we literally had a, a run in once with a client who's no longer a client um, because the values that we had were so different and, you know, they were being very disrespectful to our team and we didn't like that. And, um, you know, you learn from these experiences not to bring on that type of client again. So that on our end, that's a failure because we, we didn't qualify that person properly, but it's also a learning because we will never bring that type of client on again. Like, cause you just understand the personality a bit better. And again, being a CMO, that's the kind of way you need to shape yourself in learning is understanding that person a bit better, that business a bit better. And every time you kind of progress with that, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think that authenticity um, really shines through from you and Danny, because I know a lot of agencies talk about things like this, like having the best work environment and like all of these things. But I circulate. It's just it really is a thing. <laughs> It re honestly, it really is. And that's because of perspective. Like we've had pretty bad perspective of some areas of our life. And I think like it's really shaped us and also bad perspective in business as well. Like we've had the wrong people in our business. We've had bitchy people in our business. Sorry, I should probably bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> we've had we've had people that talk behind each other's backs. And one of the things I'm learning from um, Jay Shetty's book at the moment is like about negativity. And it's really interesting. So like understanding, you know, when someone's bitching, not joining in to that conversation, just stepping away from it, taking one step back and going, yeah, I'm not going to, not actually going to join in with that conversation. Because every time you start talking about something negative, it actually takes you away from any positive thoughts that you've got. So, and it can be very addicting, addicting, addictive to talk in that way. So, you know, I, I think for me, like, I don't want people that are in our agency that, you know, sit there and have a very bitchy culture. And we've been in that position before. So we have perspective of that. And uh, I don't ever want to bring, bring the agency back to those days. So for me, it's about that leadership. 
in in making sure that you know we are inspiring our team to be better and actually listening like usually things will go wrong if we don't listen like if we stop listening to you guys today and we just ignored everything you've got on your mind you're going to start probably bitching about us <laughs> so it's it's the inevitable right but what i like to do instead is actually come to you guys and ask what what's wrong uh, and we use office vibe and you know what i look at office vibe i'm an absolute nerd i go through and i'm like crap that's gone down half a point we need to fix that and then i go to taylor and jack i'm like this has gone down half a point we need to we need to talk around what this is or there might be a bit of feedback on there uh, there was some feedback the other day and the team want to get more involved in the sales pitching and the process so great let's get them more involved like and this actually makes people more you know, engaged. So I feel like that, that taking that really seriously as a CMO or a CEO in, in any case, like is really important. That's so true. You know, I feel like things don't really build up here. Um, we're always heard and then it just, it feels good. You come in and it's all really positive. Yeah. Like we've, the thing is, if you build things up, the famous saying, isn't it? Like if you bought things up, it explodes and that's not what you want in in running a company like we face problems don't get me wrong we've got so many things that pop off on a daily basis but they're never bottled up and um and maybe not a daily basis but you know it's probably quite <laughs> exaggerated uh but like in terms of like where we're at with things like things can you know get out of control sometimes um but one thing i would say and this is actually feedback from our team is that, you know, that culture at Circulate has kind of been built to make it more of a family. Like people at Circulate feel like they're part of something. And I think that's really beautiful for me. Yeah, I love that as well. Well, I've actually run out of questions. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the first time we've probably openly talked about a lot of these things. But I think this is really interesting from a point of like, you know, someone wanted to know around what it's like to be, you know, running a business, being the CMO. Like, it's not just about the marketing. In some cases, it's about the team. It's about how you're feeling. It's There's so many different variables to, like, running a successful business. And also, one of the last things I'd say as well is, like, it's not always going to be linear. It's not always going to be going up. There's going to be dips. There's going to be months where you you have a very, very hard time. And it's about the resilience to get through that time and to stick by your your um, your team during that time as well. Make sure everyone feels like they're, they're, um, they're going in the right direction, even if things are challenging. Um, and I think that's what I would give the advice of any CMO that you know wants to be better, is to really focus on how can you make your team happier and 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 actually think about your purpose behind what you're doing as well and, and what you are really good at. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up then, doesn't it? So uh, I just want to say thank you, Indri, for, for organizing this because I know we've had the questions coming in and um, yeah, I think you've done a really good job at kind of compiling all the questions and making sure that hopefully we're answering that for anyone that's listening. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been really good. <laughs> we'll get you on another one soon. You've done a great job. So <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to The Daily Hustle and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>